Hello, everybody. It is your mostest, bestest, favoritestest host ever. Hope you guys are still doing well, still surviving, still finding ways to enjoy your social distancing and whatnot. I am just going to introduce this episode real quick and we'll get on with it. I'm first off, I have to say, I'm so pumped how all the treatment providers in Western New York, how they have completely adjusted to the swinging things. People are still getting services. People who aren't making the money to pay for their services are getting help and they are doing such an awesome job and Spectrum Health and Human Services is no exception. And I sit down with the associate CEO and I guess we sit down in separate rooms and places, but I sit down and we have an awesome discussion on how Spectrum Health has adapted and done their part and helping people and still bringing amazing services to people who need it. So I'm going to get this episode going. This is really probably one of my first remote episodes. I might, I think I've had one or two in the past, but I hate doing it. The perfectionist in me never wants it just because of sound quality purposes. And if somebody doesn't have a mic and they don't have this or that, as far as equipment goes, it sounds even worse. And i was been reluctant to do this, but it has to be done. I think the information and the content Content getting out there is so much more important than the actual sound quality. So it's not my style. You guys know that who listen to me frequently, but this is worth a listen. Please listen to it and hear of all the things Spectrum Health and Human Services has done to adapt and evolve at these times. Here is the associate CEO from Spectrum Health and Human Services. Hope you guys enjoy. And I have three other podcasts currently that I am editing. So there's plenty to come. All right, guys. Much love. Peace. Well, I've been working in administration office usually for at least half of the day because we have some office support and IT people that come in. So I usually okay. go in for a few hours. I'm still there now. I'm going to make sure everything's, are, you know, we get the mail and all the other stuff that has to happen. And then everybody pretty much works remotely. Um, all of our sites except for 1280 and Wyoming County are all working from home. From home, huh? So, mm-hmm, yeah. How about you guys? How are you doing? Good, good. Yeah, good. things are... Um... You know they're they're going good. I got some podcasts. I don't know some. I don't know if you know the company CCSI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they must have heard the podcast I've been doing with you guys at Spectrum, and they reached out to me and want me to do pod, some podcasts, like kind of like episodes for them as oh, well. Cool. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's always nice when uh people reach out to you for work, and surprisingly, mm-hmm. they just did it. Like, well, she reached out to me like months ago. And I sent her a quote over and I figured they weren't very interested in it or uh-huh. whatever. But then she just emailed me last week and I just signed a little contract with them oh, to get going cool. on that. So that was yeah. cool. Yeah. So there's some work happening. Yeah, they do. My... Um, they pr- they do a lot of different trainings and sponsor different things and they handle a lot of different stuff. So, yeah, that's what th- that's what she was saying. So mm-hmm. I was pretty um, excited about that, especially most of all my video projects right now are on hold. So, right, which is yeah. kind of like frustrating because for me, which I obviously I completely understand why, but it's like, this is the perfect time to be putting stuff out like that. Right. You know, video and audio stuff. Cause that's all people can really do. Can do. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was happy too, that Bonnie mentioned about starting to do some of these because I think, yeah, I think it's important to get it out there and mm-hmm. 
you know, let people know what's going on, especially with mental health and everything that's happening. There's a lot of, a yeah. lot of craziness going on. Yeah. And, and actually we have had quite a few number of our people that, you know, individuals that are serve our clients that actually are tested positive or have family members that are, cause we track it. And, mm -hmm. uh, probably over 50 people that have been affected either positive or their family. So it's, yeah, it's nuts. Definitely. It affected. Nuts. It plus just distress and anxiety and, you know, just managing so many different things for people that it's really, I think the mental part is really challenging as well as the addiction issues. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously it's so related as well, mm -hmm. but it is, yeah. I mean, I've seen, have had so many people, I've had a couple of good friends that have relapsed. I've had, mm -hmm so many people reach out to me and just ask me just to talk and because so many people are struggling. I mean, I think it, so much of it does go back to what I've always talked about from, you know, the beginning of my getting out is it's so much more than just stop using. It's really becoming comfortable with who you are and being okay with, to be with yourself and all of that. And I think so many mm -hmm. people kind of just focus on the, all right, I'm not going to use a substance and that's it and i'm good and they'll mm -hmm. go to aa groups every day and hang out with people all the time or watch netflix or whatever it is and they don't work on nothing else and then something like this happens and they're kind of like back to square one almost mm -hmm. yep it can happen so, easily i think when you especially when you have your routine and your supports and things kind mm -hmm. of pulled out from under you yeah that's for sure but yeah so things are um things are going well like i said i think i have more people around me so it's not like i've been I've been mm -hmm. less alone than I normally am when everybody's at work. So there's all that happening. But I guess, yeah, I wanted to talk with you a lot about just how you guys and gals at Spectrum have really adjusted because mm -hmm. that's a, a sudden change with now nobody can really go anywhere and they're all stuck at home. And obviously mm -hmm. people need to get mental health. And I know telehealth is kind of, I feel like it's slowly been coming into the mix to begin with. Mm-hmm. I don't know, have you guys, were you guys like prepared at all before this or did, mm -hmm. was it all kind of like you had to adapt right away with nothing in, in, in plan? Yeah. So I think we were all working in that direction and we had all, we had some regulatory changes in the last year or so that was allowing us to do more telemedicine, telehealth, mm -hmm. but we really hadn't quite gotten there yet. We had some equipment and we had tested it out, but we really hadn't rolled it out completely. So Luckily, we had a lot of updated IT infrastructure and a lot of laptops and mobile technology available. So really in the first week that we started down this path, we had to turn the entire organization into a virtual operation. So, um, and I'll, you know, quite honestly, I have to say, I was impressed um, <laughs> in the end of it, how well we actually did and uh, i think just everybody stepped up to the plate whether it's our it staff the support staff the clinical staff all the administrative and then mostly all of our clients and people that we serve in the community that you know it just kind of happened and really we've done pretty well of staying in touch with almost everybody that we work with which and taking on new people and helping new people as well but it was a big lift for us i think but luckily we had more of the things in place than I think we realized that allowed us to do it. I think the first shock of it all was kind of hard, not to mention that a lot of our staff were home with their own kids and families and challenges that they had to manage at the same mm -hmm. time that they're trying to manage this new kind of way of working. So, now, well, that's what 
that's what Bonnie was saying. She was like, I got all the kids home. I'm ready to, mm-hmm. to scream right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, I think that we kept open um, an office in Wyoming County. We have a few people there a day and we kept office on 1280 Main Street open. And our ACT teams still have people on site, both in Cattaraugus County, Niagara County and Erie County. And we have a group of staff, mostly nurses and some clinicians that are doing community visits still, providing medications, seeing high-risk people. Uh, Our housing program staff are still out there trying to get people housing and deal with all of the challenge that people have trying to live on their own right now. So we have a good number of people any given day that are out there Luckily, we've had the proper PPE available for them. But so, well, there's all the people that have adapted at home doing their work. Then there's the whole other group of people that are still out there on the front lines, you know, doing what they need to do, which is, it's been great, really, in terms of the people willing to step up to the plate and just do what it took, you know, what it takes to take care of what people need. Yeah, because there's still, like you mentioned, those people out there who need to come Mm -hmm. see a doctor, who need to find living spaces and... Mm -hmm. Was that was there any adjustment in that area as far as like did you have to put it to one certain location? Yeah, so what we did is um, we we centralized everything in Erie County out of our 1280 Main Street location, and okay. our directors and leadership rotate a week on, a week off, and then and then there's staff that rotate as well as nurses, and so we were able to put that in place, and then the same thing with the ACT teams, they're on site, but. You know, a lot of the individuals that we work with have, we provide medications and injections, you know, medications by shots that people need. We provide a lot of supports and those kind of things. So that stuff really had to go on. You know, it wasn't something Mm -hmm. you could just choose not to do. We also provide medication-assisted treatment for addiction, and that's something you want to continue to do at a time when people really need that support as well. So I think that was our biggest priority was getting all of that in place and and really in the beginning it was trying to make sure we also had the proper protective equipment that people needed because it was hard to come by the masks and all of the things and luckily we were able to get what we needed with the help from Erie County Department of Health and the Office of Mental Health were actually helpful for us to get some of those things so um, I think one of the bigger challenges too has been our housing program we started getting people released out of jails and out of prison Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, is good and bad. You know, you're taking people from this controlled environment and yes, it might be safer in a lot of ways, but you're putting them into a community where there's very little support, a place they've never lived, (laughs) you know, and you're trying to do this as remotely as possible from an office if you can, you know, which is not really possible. And then, you know, trying to set up everything for those individuals to come out of, you know, confinement. And so it was, that has been probably one of the bigger challenges that our staff have had and had the most concerns for those individuals trying to be in the community. But so far it's worked out. Um, they've done a great job doing that. As you probably have seen, there's been a lot of advocacy to move people out of jails and prisons if possible. Um, yeah, no, I have seen that. a high risk of contracting COVID-19 while you're in a facility like that. So, and we do have a lot of those contracts both in um, Monroe County and Rochester, as well as Erie County, where we are the direct referring person for people coming out of that have been in confinement and also under the care of OMH, the Office of Mental Health. So, okay. So, you know, so those, all those kind of things we've done, that's in addition to just helping everyday kind of depression, anxiety, and, you know, mood disorders and different things that people are challenged with. A lot of How our, have they been? Go ahead. 
I was just saying our nurse practitioners and doctors are all working remotely. So we had one one on site at 1280 Main Street and then the rest are working remote. And that's worked out quite well, actually. So as far people. as like meeting people about health issues in general or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have uh, both actually. We've had both a family okay. nurse practitioner as well as our psychiatrist and our psychiatric nurse practitioners. You know, I think that's gone better. We, we were allowed to do telephonic as well as, as video. Mm-hmm. So, you know, telemedicine, a lot of what you can get on the platforms is, you know, it's a video, use either, you know, Zoom or FaceTime and, you know, sometimes electronic health records have it built in. Ours didn't quite yet. The new one we're going to roll out soon will. But they also allowed us to provide services by talking to people on the phone and then, you know, documenting what you did and kind of making sure you covered what you would have done, even if you were meeting face to face with a person. So that was really helpful and necessary because a lot of people we have don't really have devices that necessarily would easily be able to, you know, load a Zoom app and figure all that out. So yeah, I was going to ask you about the the people who don't really have the access to that. So he had to go the old-fashioned way. Fashion way, talking on a phone. An actual phone. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, some people actually talked more and sort of were more comfortable and could actually do it more consistently than having to find their way to an office. So I think we're learning a lot about maybe there's better ways to do what we do and maybe there's better ways to meet people where they're at. And we're hoping that the regulatory bodies and people kind of pay attention to that too afterwards. Like what's what's the best way to just help people and reach them? Yeah, that's interesting because I, I guess I've, you can, as you're kind of on the phone, even like what we're doing now, I can't see you. I mean, mm-hmm. it is on the internet, but it's essentially like a phone call. And right. I guess mm-hmm. you're kind of almost, you almost feel a little more, I don't want to say protected. I don't feel like that's the right word, but like mm-hmm. you don't have to, you're not fully there in a sense. Yeah, and right, people right. are probably more likely to open up. That is very interesting <laughs> to think about. And that is exactly some of the feedback that a lot of our staff have given us is that they've been surprised at how some people that might have been less likely to talk with them or to, you know, kind of share things were doing more of it. So it was sort of, that's been a real interesting kind of twist to things, I think, for, for a lot of us. And, you know, video, being able to see a person is also still very helpful. I mean, even for our staff, we've been functioning by doing team meetings within Microsoft. Office 365 has a feature that you can use called Teams or okay. Zoom meetings. So, you know, it's been a whole kind of learning curve for all of us to, to do that. But it actually helps to be able to see people sometimes when a group, when you're doing a meeting, then trying to all talk on a conference call. So, so. Yeah, that's, re- that's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, because I'm, I'm a person who likes the 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 eye contact and the face-to-face, right. hence mm-hmm. why I love doing, that's one of the main reasons why I love going places and sitting down in people's offices and doing mm-hmm. the podcast. I can, I can definitely see that with a lot of people, mm-hmm. especially when they're talking about their, their mental health and things that mm-hmm. could potentially produce shame, it probably feels more comfortable sometimes just to be on the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's been interesting. We've also have the ability for a team to go out and provide the virtual kind of platforms or somebody if uh, one of the doctors or nurse practitioners, somebody feels like they need a more comprehensive picture of that person before they can make a diagnosis or provide medications, which, you know, is understandable because there's a lot you get from seeing a person and getting mm-hmm. a sense of what's going on with them. So especially in our business, I mean, it's mostly what you're doing. Definitely. You know? So that's been, you know, helpful, helpful too. But I think that we saw a little bit of a drop 
off and people reaching out for services. And so we've done a lot of marketing and a lot of kind of public education and offering some free services through our social media, just helping, hoping to engage people to know there is help out there if you need it. Yeah, it's crazy. I was just reading an article today and it still says like 80% of people who struggle with mental health will not reach out for help because of stigma still. It's, I mean, it is really, oh my gosh, wow. it is dumbfounded, which I mean, I didn't granted take that out with a grain of salt. I didn't really but research still, the, the source, but <laughs> it's probably still super high and it's just still, it, I mean, at the same time, it motivates me to keep doing what doing I'm doing. It, right. But mm -hmm. um, it's still like, oh, my gosh, like, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of weight comes with too. when you medicalize something, it also kind of keeps mm -hmm. it in a stigma. And that's kind of tough, too. It's like you want to get more awareness out there. It's such mm -hmm. a such such a catch 22 with it. It really is. But it is. you said you but, have. Go ahead. Well, just I was going to say, but I have seen more, you know, from the government kind of things and political things, more kind of a nod kind of to the mental health stuff, sort of including that when they're talking about what you might need to pay attention to is your mental mm -hmm. health or you know so i think there has been a little more of an effort that we might have seen in past kind of major of trauma events about what's happening to people's you know mental health and i think a little bit different you could kind of call this my kind of a living through a, a trauma right like it's kind of a traumatic experience absolutely and i think we're all sort of in it together which might help a little bit because i think then people feel like they're not it's not just them everybody is sort of going it's through struggling something, you know so maybe just realizing that reaching out and just having a discussion or just having a conversation or hearing how somebody else is feeling or what they might do to cope can make you feel better. And I mean, it could be too, the fact that maybe the number isn't growing, just like you said, more people are coming out and talking about it now that mm -hmm. you're feeling like, okay, everybody is going through this isolation, is going through this period where they can't go out to work, they have to stay home. And I think that that can prove to be, I always say, ending the best way to end stigma is for people to keep talking about it and sharing their stories of success and gratitude and everything else. Mm -hmm. I feel like this has caused more people to do that, yes. which in return yeah. is getting more awareness out there and kind of really bashing the, the sign that weakness is, or mental health is weakness when you struggle with it. So I don't know if you heard that um, we started also this uh, community of caring and it's something Julie Gatowski sort of had the idea. I think you might've met Julie before. Oh, yeah. She yep. thought, let's put something together that would be free, that could be open to our staff, to family members, to the community, to our clients, to anybody. And we ha it has its own website and it's also posted on social media. And it's like free meditation, some, you know, free Zumba classes, free yoga, a craft class. Uh, and so there's a schedule every day of things and then a couple of uh, lunchtime chats where people can log on if they want to and just talk to people and we've actually it's in about the second or third week of rolling it out just to get the kind of kinks worked out and we've, we've had a lot of involvement and people you know who have said wow that was really helpful for 30 minutes to just do something entirely different and it's something we're we're kind of doing for ourselves as well as our the community so it might be interesting if you look it up it's under spectrum community caring spectrum community caring community yeah so tell caring, me more so yeah. you started this and it just kind of you're doing yeah, all sorts so, of stuff from meditation to yeah yeah so just um a daily meditation time we've got some we just actually recruited our staff so there's some people who run yoga studios and they're willing to do a free online class some okay. people that 
are like to do craft things. So they said, well, I'll do a craft and everybody can follow along and some kind of parenting coping skill kind of things. And so we're sort of building on it now to see what else we might want to do. And then we're also trying to record some of them, which maybe you could come in handy there. <laughs> we're, we're trying to record Absolutely. some of them and then have them available in what kind of a library. We did build our own kind of webpage for it, but if you go to Spectrum, you can you can find Community of Caring and we've posted it on our social media, but you know, we're just thinking, you know, it's just another way for to get the word out there and to get support to people. So I think it's so far, or at least our staff have really have given us a lot of good feedback about it. And a lot of the individuals that are, you know, that are going to use it. So it's really simple. Click on, there you go. You know, you don't have to think about it or do too much. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. We're going to, yeah. we'll have to talk more about that. Yeah. Julie really, would be uh... a great one to talk about it. And she's recruited a lot of staff that we didn't even know talents that people had interests they had beyond you know oh, their day-to-day awesome. -day job and they're like oh yeah i can do that oh yeah i'll do that and we're like wow <laughs> and you know in this time i think it helps people to feel better just to help somebody else in a different way than you normally do you know if you're reaching out yes. to something you know when you feel helpless sometimes you know like there's nothing you can do but maybe there is you know yeah, it totally does. I, I said that I did a little video thing where I was just kind of talking about people just being comfortable reaching out for help. Like, it's okay. And I really mentioned, I hit it home, like, over the last five, six weeks, however long we've been doing this, five, six people have reached out to me. And it makes me feel great. It makes me feel like I'm not just sitting here in front of a computer all day doing, well, I'm not doing nothing, but you know what I mean? Not really mm -hmm. making much of a difference. But when I can sit down and take time to talk with somebody and just be there to listen empathically. It's like, mm -hmm. it makes me feel so much better as a human being, as an individual. And that's why I always try to tell people it's okay to reach out for help because you know what, you're actually helping that person reaching out for help half the mm -hmm. time. Yeah. I think it's really true. Yeah. But yeah, I'll definitely have to uh, get in touch with Julie. I think that would be yeah, an awesome that would be episode to really yeah. talk about that, all of that, what's going on too mm -hmm. as well. Cause that's great. I mean, I think sometimes that's all people need is to sit down, know somebody's really there on the other side, listening mm -hmm. and doing something with you, whether it's a craft or meditate, whatever yeah. it is, even yeah. if it's just a, like you said, you have that lunchtime talk where you can all just kind of get together. And I think that in, that can make a huge difference in somebody's life. And it's simple. I know, like even in my own family, my mother's birthday and uh, was a couple weeks ago. And, you know, we've been real, she's 86. So we've been trying not to go around her too much and keeping her in her house, you know, and just getting groceries and things. And we all work in the public, a lot of us. So it's not that mm -hmm. safe to do that. So, but we all went over and, you know, stood outside in the rain and then had a Zoom family meeting for all the people that live across the country. And we were all on Zoom at the same time. That is awesome. <laughs> and, you know, it was like, you were just like the connection you know you you thought wow you take it for granted sometimes but it was sort of a cool thing to do so yeah you really do take it for granted until it's mm -hmm. it's not there anymore yeah i think the other thing we've been talking about is what's the new normal going to be because we don't really see us going back to what we thought our relief was for a while i mean i mean it seems like mm -hmm. this is not going to go away overnight so you know as soon as we got this in place now we're sort of thinking about okay well what's it going to look like you know in another month what's it going to look like in october what if it comes back in the fall and we have to get kind of wrap back up what are we going to so we're sort of also trying to stay one step ahead and thinking okay what are the things that are working what isn't working you know how can we keep providing what we're doing and what's the next step that we could think about because really quite honestly we might have done disaster planning in the past and there was like you know requirements to do that but none of them included a pandemic 
No, so, they did not. <laughs> I think uh, a, a lot of us were taken by surprise by what that really means. Yeah, I know. It was something that just came. Well, you know what? I don't think it really came out of left field. The more I've kind of looked into it, there's mm-hmm. you know people who have been kind of talking about that this is what could really end up if this not that it's not serious but if it was something really bad like really really bad i guess i don't want to downplay what's happening because it's really crappy but right like if it was killing a lot more people i mean we half the world's population would have been wiped out right right at this point and we weren't prepared at all for anything like this no no it doesn't really sound like we were really at all Which I think to me, I don't know that, especially living in, I don't know, I guess you grow up in the United States thinking you, there's always, there's a plan, you know, or we're always going to find our way out of it easily or something. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, it doesn't seem that way this time. So I think it's. No, not at all. I also thought it was interesting, which is kind of a complete side note here, but interesting that the countries who are run by women have dealt the best with this. Right. Right. Yeah, that was kind of a yeah. that was kind of an eye opener. Kind of like, yeah. yeah, I think we need more women leaders as well. We need. <laughs> Some of us could say, well, yeah, we could have told you that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, it was it was very interesting. I'm trying to think. It was like Germany. Yeah. I want to say Finland. Denmark. Yeah, Finland, Denmark, maybe. Finland, yeah. Um, yeah, there were like six or eight or something like that that were like, you know, huh? The least, the least hurt by this, and they were all yeah. run by women. Yeah, it was very interesting mm-hmm. to me. Well, I think you have to have compassion, and you have to, right now, I'm not saying that men don't have compassion, they do, but I'm just saying that maybe that was the biggest thing for a lot of those individuals that were kind of highlighted, the women leaders, where that was kind of their first priority, it seemed, mm-hmm. was, you know, the people and what it, you were going through, you know, so... Well, think about every man when they get hurt or sick. It's like, just tough it up. Tough it up, right. Suck it up. Come on, you're fine. (laughs) Right, right. And quite honestly, that doesn't really work so well right now. You got to suck it up a little, but, you know, then then there's the end of the day where you got to go, okay, this is not easy. (laughs) Yep. No, exactly. And yeah, and you got to care for other people. That's the biggest thing, too. Like so many young people are going out and about saying, well, I'll, I'll be fine, but... I mean, just ignorant to the fact that you could hurt other people if you're carrying it and you're asymptomatic or whatever it is. And it's just it's some people are just clueless. Mm-hmm. Even in, I was in the grocery store the other day and I could see, you know, you got to stay away from the workers and everything else. And this one customer came up to the worker like right by him. And she's like, sir, you have to step back six feet away. And he's like, even with you, as if she's not a human being. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my right. gosh, yeah, it right. worries me so- sometimes. Yeah. I find going to the grocery store highly traumatic and anxiety producing. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a mask on and there's you don't even know who's there and you're trying to clean your cart and you know i mean like oh my gosh i'm like get me oh it's weird yeah it's just so weird you know so i think that's the other thing is that you know we're always in our business used to worrying about the people that we work with and you know we have a lot of high-risk situations and we're always trying to do that but i think we've also been worrying about our own staff as well as ourselves you know like so you really Mm -hmm. have to kind of do that even more than usual you know i mean yes in the past you would say staff wellness blah 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 you know but right now you're like you really want to know are you okay are people okay you know it's hard to be uh, out there doing for other people if you're not also feeling okay yourself so absolutely you know, i think there's people that have had challenges with childcare. well okay let's see what we can do to help you be able to keep your job and take care of your family it's okay we'll figure that out you know so um, yeah what have you guys had to do as far as that 
Yeah, like how so, have you adjusted with your employees and it? Yeah, we've first of all we've really pretty much given everybody a laptop, and and if they didn't have a device at home, because not everybody had work laptops, because they all had offices, right? So mm-hmm. so we were pretty much able to do that plus phones, um, and set that up for them and and get people hooked in to be able to work from home. Um, all of our support staff that were usually you know running our front offices and all this stuff. Really, we've not had to lay off one person. And um, we've keep finding things for people to do, even that, you know, maybe, maybe wouldn't have been the normal thing you were doing. But oh, that's um, great. Yeah. Yeah. And we've also, you know, been able to, you know, for people, okay, well, maybe you need to not work for these four hours during the day, but maybe you can work in the evening when your kids are, you know, doing something else or going to bed, you know. Um, so you've adjusted the hours to yeah, that people yeah. can do or stuff. Maybe task that is easier to do than having to be on the phone doing other things you know so we've we've really worked with people to do that because yes maybe there's unemployment but then you know if you don't have your job you don't have your health insurance and if you don't have Mm -hmm. your health insurance then you know i mean so there's a lot of domino effects to people losing a job or being furloughed even so we're we're, we've been really lucky in that way i think in terms of that and we we still are actually looking to try to recruit and hire some positions that we've been needing to fill. And we actually did a virtual kind of orientation for staff, you know, <laughs> which was oh, that's good. Yeah. experience, but you'd be surprised what you can do when you have to come up with, <laughs> with uh, things. So. Yeah. That's how have you, speaking of kind of like financial situations, how have you dealt and like adapted mm-hmm. with people who use your services who have lost their jobs and, Mm-hmm. had to pay co-pays and stuff like that. Have you guys had to make a lot of adjustments in that area as well? I think one of the things that was fortunate is that the insurance companies, and this was kind of a kind of a set thing with through New York State and some on the federal level, but was that insurance companies locally all waived co-pays and deductibles during this period of time for people that have health insurance. Um, okay. So that was a big, a big plus for people. And for people of Medicare and Medicaid, allowing us to bill for services that weren't normally covered. So that was a big plus. You know, anybody who doesn't, we haven't been charging anybody anything at this point in time. So, you know, we're just providing the services and if we can bill for it, we're bill for it. And if we can't, then we're just working with people to get them through this time. So financially we're stable. And um, we did apply for one of the PPP loans, the payroll protection program loans, and we did get accepted for that. So we're, we're feel fortunate for that as you know, non-for-profits don't have huge stockpiles of money sitting around like most mm-hmm. people that run small businesses don't. Um, so we're hopeful that, you know, that will allow us if we see a dip in things or if we don't get, which we have, we have seen a, a dip in, you know, some of the re- money that we normally would be taking in. Our expenses haven't gone down, but, our, you know, you know, so that we'll be able to offset that and make it through, you know, without jeopardizing services or you know people's employment so but we are monitoring it closely and i think most of us feel really fortunate that we're in the situation that we're in right now that we're able to do what we want to do and help people but also keep all of our staff employed that is good to hear i know yeah it's tough times for a lot of a lot of businesses Mm -hmm. and companies and that has been um some of the biggest challenges i think even like restaurants and oh yeah it's not easy to have a small business or your own business anywhere in this country, but let alone right now. So. Right now, yeah. My son works in a restaurant business and he was laid off the first week. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he got unemployment, but he'd rather be back at work. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. So it, uh, it's, it's tough. It's definitely been an adjustment, even mm-hmm. with the masks and stuff going in, like you said, to the grocery store, oh, the gas yeah. station, yeah. even though you know kind of what's going on, it's still kind it's of... Still- 
it's like out of a sci-fi movie or something yeah. like yeah i know i you sort of know you're kind of adjusted to a weird reality when it doesn't seem that odd anymore but i know the first few weeks a lot of us would run around going you know you feel like you're living in a bad movie and like you just want to mm-hmm. wake up out of a bad dream or something <laughs> like it's like uh and you know then all of a sudden it goes from that to like oh okay this is just life you know so yeah it's becoming it's becoming normalcy that's for sure <laughs> So I guess it is sort of kind of goes to how adaptable we can be if we need to, which I guess is a skill you need for a lot of things in life. So it's a, it can be yeah. a strength, right? So. Well, especially in, in the mental health world, that's for mm-hmm. sure. I think it we've is. also seen a lot of concerns about kids. You know, I think it's very challenging for kids and teenagers to understand what's going on and, you know, things they've had to lose. And like, we have this thing, like, it doesn't matter what it is. You have a right to feel how you feel. If you, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe you got a, a a job and a roof over your head and you know you're healthy and you're not worried about it but yeah you can't go to you missed out on this or that you're not going to have a prom maybe you're not going to have a graduation it's just, those things matter to you know to you at that point in time so to a know, lot of people yeah i mean got it yeah i mean it might not seem that important to somebody else but you know it is important to whatever's important to you at that time and it's a, a loss it, it is what it is you know so it's better to just kind of acknowledge that and support people through that you know i've heard that from a lot of our staff you know well this was you know we had all this planned and you know a wedding and all that you know, there's all kinds of things so you just have to put all that aside and go okay well oh so much of it yeah even my my girl my girlfriend's daughter had a big soccer tournament and there's going to be college scouts there and right that yeah. all got can't you know and and that's, that might is, not yeah. seem like that important, but that's a big deal to her, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm sure we'll all get through it. And people have lived through worse things, I think, in life. In life so you know. <laughs> that's my, my kicking in mode where I just go, okay, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we got this yeah yeah we got and i think you know what and it's only gonna keep us prepared and it is Mm -hmm. interesting i am curious to see how much of the telehealth and all of that Mm -hmm. just keeps going after things kind of go back to in quotes Mm -hmm. normal and and i think a lot of us are saying well the new new normal isn't going to be what we thought and i think Mm -hmm. it will force changes because i think in some ways i always used to say sometimes the system was built for the for the providers and and the regulatory people not necessarily for the people that you're trying to help and for the first time i have to admit the one thing i have felt positive about i feel like a lot has been done to take away those barriers and those kinds of things that made it impossible for us to do things we might have wanted to do and you know you would hope that if in the end of all this, you don't have to go back to to some of that that was kind of not really serving really what you're trying to do, but just serving other things. I certainly, I'm certainly going to fight for that myself because I think yeah. that if you don't, if you don't feel like getting out of bed too much and you're depressed and you're having all this anxiety, but you got to find a way to get yourself to a place, whether it's by bus or a cab or somebody taking you or walking and you know, then you got to go there and you got to wait and it's only a certain limited time. And, you know, maybe that isn't really, isn't really doing what people needed to begin with. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I don't know. I, and I think that you would hope there's things that we can all learn from all of us really. That's I think what we're hoping for. So I think a lot of us in healthcare, even in, if you take, regular physical health care, they're going through the same thing. People don't want to come in. They don't want to risk yeah. their safety. And, you know, so they're having to see, you know, virtual visits and, you know, maybe it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering like if this will put a push on certain technology that where doctors can like do your temperature, just certain tests from afar. I wonder how that's going to kind of play out. Obviously that'd be 
further down the road mm-hmm. as far as mm-hmm. but i wonder and i'm assuming it's going to kick stuff into gear to mm-hmm. well can we test for this you know right. the flu or whatever from you Remotely, know via telehealth somehow. yeah right. well because we're going to be planning now what if this happens again what if this happens you know and you know what are you going to do to keep you know the world going and your world as mm-hmm. you know it what are you going to do so i think if we all would have thought that anything like this would have happened we would have been planning a whole lot differently <laughs> yep. about how we would make that transition you know a bad storm for a couple of days is not such a big deal now you know? <laughs> no <laughs> no it is not yeah so yeah. it's been it's been interesting to see how everything's kind of adjusting and i'm very curious to see what things will be like after things again in quotes go back to normal i i mean we have been concerned too about the whole addiction piece because we you have seen the news that in erie and niagara county at least the, mm-hmm. the overdose deaths have increased over during this time yeah which is really unfortunate because we had begun to see progress right in that way but we just were able to bring on another provider that does medication assisted treatment remotely um we'll be doing it more of it remotely if we can help people during this interim that that would be helpful for um which sometimes is what you need just to get you through keep you alive so how would that work if like say you had a 30-day suboxone script yeah so what we would do is we would do a a video visit and if you don't have the ability to do that we have a team that's going to it would come to your house with a nurse and stuff and we actually can check bloods ourselves. our nursing staff do that and could get the labs for then sent and then you know we can get the script filled from our pharmacy that we're working with do a telehealth visit monitor that and then we've also started doing some virtual and telephonic groups and we've had a lot of interest on from um, our clients because we that's one of the things we haven't been doing until just recently we hadn't figured out a way to do that well so so you know we could link all that up and we're doing that now um, you know we had people on vivitrol you know go in the community, yeah. give them the shot, uh, monitor and provide support. So I think there's others besides us that have been trying to keep this in place and do it. But a lot of people don't know about those resources, you know. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully people can find the way to get the help they need. That's why we've been trying to, you know, make it as easy as possible if somebody calls us to get to get help. Yeah. So how many like nurses and like stuff do you have as far as people who are out on the road? So I'd say any given day we have about 30, 40 people that are out in different parts of uh, Erie and the other counties. Um, We have about 25 nurses and then the others are clinical staff. And um, every day I'd say there's probably, you know, probably 25, 30 people that were giving medications, delivering them, doing kind of checks on them and things like that. And then on site, a few people, but we've tried not to do too much of that just to limit it for everybody. We made a determination that it was probably safer for our staff and for people in the community to actually go to them mm-hmm. um, than it was to have them find their way to us. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. As long as you can, you know, as your staff is trained and knows how to wear the proper PPE and do what they need to do, you know, you should be as safe as anybody, maybe safer than the average person walking in the community someplace, right? You know, so. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that makes sense because you can monitor your people who are going out on the streets a lot better than you can monitor where somebody who's coming to you has been. Exactly. Right. So that's been, I think, a big plus for what we were able to provide for people's. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you guys are really uh, trucking along with everything. I've been really impressed with, you know, not that I, I always knew I worked with great people, but I've just been even more impressed with, you know, the quality of, of everything that everybody's been doing and just, just whatever it takes. And, you know, it's really a, kind of a great thing to see. You work yeah, with people that are going to do what it takes, you know, so. 
And yeah, that's, well, that's what it's all about. And it's exciting to see. And mm-hmm. I really, I'm definitely going to look more into the, uh, what is it? The community caring. Yeah, community of caring. Community yeah, of yeah. Caring, Julie yes. you. She'd love to talk to you about that because she's really. Yeah, I'm going to reach out to her. And I have a lot of good ideas about it. And it's really, it's, it's so, like I said, so far, it's been kind of a lot of, a lot of people like say, you know, somebody that works here in Billings said, oh, my sister hopped on to that uh, yoga class. And <laughs> we're like, oh, okay. That's yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll reach out to Julie and we'll maybe yeah, get an episode plan with that. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'll, I'll think I'll uh, touch base with you too on a couple of things. I got some sure ideas. That would be awesome. Yeah, to maybe no, it would be great get to get going. the word out for anything. So, so awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining me. This was great. Yeah, I'm was hoping... Great. The quality it's sounds to see you in pretty good on here. Talk to you, but it's okay. It, it worked okay. <laughs> but it, that's not too far away. I think we'll yeah, get there. We'll, we'll get, get back there. to it. Okay. <laughs> and right. I will stay in touch, Cindy. Thank you uh, okay. very Thanks. much. Thanks, Sean. Um, after well. this, yeah, you too. After this, you hit stop record. Just leave your browser open for a minute because I think it okay. like uploads. Okay, that's what but they don't said. Don't just then. close it right away. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Right. Bye.